Hi, and welcome to Dear Mom, Love Daughter. Thanks for tuning in. This is a podcast to inspire mothers and daughters. We're here each week to discuss life's highs and lows through the lens of a mother-daughter relationship. We decided to launch this podcast because we thought it would be fun. And we thought it would be a great bonding opportunity between the two of us. And we hope it helps our own communication. And we hope it inspires you as well. Yeah, so bear with us as this is our first podcast uh, that we're recording. So our whole goal on this podcast is to be genuine, be authentic. Um, So that's kind of how we're going to record it. And uh, to our listeners, (laughs) this is our first one. So this is exciting. We're both very excited. I'm excited. And we welcome you. Yeah, we welcome you. We're, We're sitting on our living room floor drinking coffee so if you can picture that kudos <laughs> yeah. oh, wait we should say our names first oh i'm becca i'm the daughter <laughs> and i'm andrea i'm the mom <laughs> um so we'll do our introducing a little more down the road but for now mom why would you want a daughter to listen to this podcast oh such a good question i would want a daughter to listen um, well, I guess for a couple of reasons. One, I would say right now I'm, I'm in the benefit of being both a mother and a daughter. And so when I think about how I treat my own mother, who I love very much, and I always want to do the right thing and be the best daughter that I can be to her, but I, I get that it, sometimes it's it's challenging. Sometimes you get annoyed by your mother. Sometimes your mother calls you at the wrong time, seemingly always. (laughs) Or sometimes your mother says something that makes you cringe or you just find um, frustrating because why is she telling me this? I already know this sort of thing. But at the end of the day, you love your mother and you you don't, that's not who I want to be towards my mother and it's not who I want you to be towards me. So I feel like um, it's really important for daughters and for mothers who are daughters to to model correctly because you're setting yourself up for having that relationship with your daughter. I think there's a lot of probably expectations around the mother-daughter relationship and those expectations can be tough to manage and, and they're not always right. But I think the important thing is you need to think about how would you want to be treated when you're a mom. And what's the love and respect you would you're gonna want, and that's that's what I use to guide me anyway. Yeah. So why would you want a mom to listen? I would want want a mom to listen to this because I think that the mother daughter relationship, if you allow it, can be one of the most symbiotic relationships that a mother or a daughter has in their life. And I think that there's a level of mutual respect that should be present in the relationship and I think sometimes moms forget that I mean to be completely transparent through seeing different mother-daughter relationships in my life I know that daughters are always told respect your elders which is yes you should respect your elders but you also have to respect your daughters I mean they're your little human that you're raising and you want them to take all the goods and none of the bads from you 
But what what happens with that empty space that if they didn't take the bads from you or they took a few and you want them to learn from your bads, then where is all that empty space being filled? That's who they are as a person. And I think sometimes moms struggle to accept Mm. that difference. Mm. And that difference makes them their own person. And I think the more that mothers deny that, the less respect the daughter feels and the more a wall can be built up. Mm, I think that is really true. And I, I think that a lot of mothers have a hard time dealing with that and realizing that their daughter is different than they are and that are going to be a very different person than who they are. They're going to make choices that are different, and they're going to run down a road that's totally different, and and that's okay. It's not what And the you, environment's different. Yeah. It's not what you are choosing for yourself, but it's, it's not your life. Uh, the letting go part is very challenging, I think, for a mom. That was a really good answer about why a daughter should listen. I think something that I feel touching on that is mother-daughter expectations and growing up I've always seen different relationships between a mother and a daughter whether the mother and the daughter is best friends and your mom is your biggest cheerleader like obviously your mom should be your biggest cheerleader in a lot of aspects but your mom's also there to say no sometimes um that's how you learn and sometimes i've seen relationships where it's just like go 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 and then other relationships it's like no 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 all the time um and you don't have your mom as a cheerleader so i think managing sort of the expectations of what a mother-daughter relationship should be especially while the daughter is only you, you, like at this point I'm only a daughter I'm not a right, mom so right. that's all I have to think about that's interesting I, I when I think about my grandmother and her relationship with my mother and then I think about my mother passed this down to me and I feel like I've now passed it to you my grandmother was my mother's biggest cheerleader but she was also my mother's biggest critic mm-hmm. and my mother always used to say that to me and she but she would say it to me as well. I am your biggest cheerleader, but I'm also going to be your biggest critic. And I feel like I've done that to you. I yeah. feel like I've been a big cheerleader for you, but I'm also the first one to tell you, no, that doesn't work. Which is hard. I mean, we've all experienced that moment. Like some moments I'll never forget is in middle school or high school when I would come downstairs and you would look at me and be like what are you wearing and you would just instinctively say it in this really rude way like the mean girl at school like ew what are you wearing and I would be like also like super instinctively mom it looks really awesome this is what people are wearing these days it's or your hair would be in a certain way. And I would think, <laughs> really? That's how you're wearing your hair to school today? And then I would come back downstairs 10 minutes later in a different outfit because you know that it probably doesn't look the best. <laughs> yeah. Okay, today we're going to talk about COVID. And um, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. We're not really going to talk about COVID, but we're going to talk about the, the um, impact of COVID, what it meant for our family, for our relationship, 
um, and you know how it affected our lives. Obviously, it's affected everybody in the world's lives. So we're just going to give you a little snapshot into our own. All right, so Becca, so why don't you give us a, a, a snapshot of you before COVID? Yeah. So pre-COVID, uh, pre-COVID meaning, I, I don't think I've had COVID. I mean, I hope I haven't. But before the pandemic really started. Um, so I'm an incoming senior in college at Washington University in St. Louis. Um, and I was on my study abroad semester in Maastricht in the Netherlands, which is about two-hour train ride south of Amsterdam. And I was supposed to be there until June. So it was a bit of a longer program, six months in Europe. And I was actually in Austria, (laughs) in the middle of the mountains, when I got all the information that the pandemic was supposed to hit. And I didn't even, no one even had it on their radar that we were going to get recalled. And... Now I'm I'm home and I've been home for two months and I'm trying to finish up my semester online. So that's weird. So where were you? Well, I was um, living the living the life of an empty nester. I had a couple of years that involved some injury and uh, health issues that kind of took me out of work for, you know, pockets of time. And I was finally at a place where I was getting to the gym on a regular basis and in the office every day. And what do you do? Oh, I'm an attorney. I work for a company and uh, part of the legal team. So they've been very supportive throughout these um, pockets that I've had to either work from home or be out of work but I was finally like feeling like I was living my best life I was (laughs) I was getting up early and getting to the gym and and getting to work every day and your dad and I were spending some great time together um you know either just the two of us or with other couples who are also enjoying empty nesting and just kind of doing some fun things and we had a great uh, vacation plan where we were going to come visit you in Europe and that's not something we've done before we haven't had the opportunity uh, the time and we were so excited for that so that's where I was before you came home your brother had to come home and now we're back to this family unit which is beautiful but yeah so let's talk about that yeah so so what's the best part about for you as a mom, your kiddos coming home. And obviously not to say to disregard what's happening in the world. You know, we're just talking about an isolated situation here and Yeah, good point. There's talking about the best in this COVID situation is never really It the feels best. awkward, yeah. And it feels awkward and it's a very challenging time for people who either work in the hospitals or have somebody living in a nursing home or somebody living oh, somebody who's sick, sick and is in the hospital and you can't see that person or, you know, and the worst is obviously losing someone you love to this virus. It just seems so crazy. Um, but the best part about having you and your brother home and the four of us here all together again, there's so many best parts, but 
I was reminded by um, another couple that we're very close friends with who have kids in their 20s whose kids are not home because they're living either in their own apartments with their boyfriend or girlfriend or they live far away um, and have not come home as a result of COVID. I, I was reminded that this, while it's not meant to be, it's not the way it should be that you guys are home. You should be off in college and doing your thing. Um, it is a treat to have this opportunity for the four of us to be able to cohabitate, to cook meals together, to um, eat meals together, enjoy some down family time that's just the four of us. Most people don't get that when their kids are your age. They get maybe four days a year where they all get to go out to dinner and it's just the four of them. Most of the time you get together when it's just the, you know, just the close family um, unit, it's because you're celebrating somebody's, some occasion, hopefully celebrating, but there's often then, that means there's other people around. It's not just your family unit. This is capturing a rare opportunity for your father and I. What's the best part for you? The best part for me is obviously being with the family is is nice, but what the thing I've been thinking about most is just the ability to slow down. Um, My life before this, since December, I was like, I'm not going to stop until I get back to school in September. I'm was supposed to work in Chicago this summer, have a job. Um, I I was going to Europe, going to be traveling around. I had like a two-day turnaround period between when I came home studying abroad and when I had to go to Chicago. It was just, everything was nonstop. And I consider myself a busy, very busy person. And someone actually said to me last night, I was on the phone, I feel like sometimes people say they're busy, but they define busy as you're going to class, okay, that's busy, then you go to the gym, and then you go, um, you're going to hang out with friends or get get coffee with a friend, and then you need to study, and then you have a side job or whatever it is, and they're like, okay, school and that, yeah, that's busy. Those are things that are obligating your time, but going to the gym and getting coffee with a friend, that's, why do you consider that busy? Isn't that something that you enjoy? Isn't that free time? And I think for me, I've always thought about, yeah, going to the, I need to go to the gym. I have a coffee date, and that's scheduled time, but now it's, I'm doing these things, not obviously not coffee with a friend, but I'm exercising because it's something I want to be doing. I have hours in my day to sit and think about what I want to do during my day. And okay, I want to want to exercise, or I want to do yoga, or I want to do something creative. And the aspect of allowing myself to slow down is really hard for me, but. I found it to be pretty eye-opening, so that's... You're right. You have slowed down. And you're doing things that are making you feel happy, fulfilled, calm. Yeah. I mean, Zach and I... Zach is my brother. He is two years younger than I am. And 
um, we we needed to mail something the other day, and we walked two miles to go mail something, or three miles round trip. Right. And that, that was fun. was so fun. It was just the most leisurely afternoon walk. When in your right mind, in your normal life, would you ever walk three miles to go send a piece of mail? It wasn't mail. We could put in the mailbox. It was a package. But, oh, but and, and if you did do it, would you speak positively about it? Right. In your past life, you would have been completely annoyed right. that you had to walk a mile and a half to get to a FedEx mailbox. Right. It would probably be like, oh, mom has the car and dad's at work. And right. We had to walk. We, right. We didn't even have a car. It would take two minutes. Instead, it took two hours. Right. <laughs> but it was so fun. It really, it was a good, good thing. That's so. funny. What about the worst part for you? For me, the worst part, and it, it hits me like once a week, I think, where yesterday I came downstairs at the end of the day and I literally jumped up and down and shook my whole body and yelled I was like I need to get out of here Zach get me out I want to be somewhere else I want to go back to school I want to be with my friends it was like a release of energy but it's hard to say that when you you're with people you love who raised you in a house I mean there's so many beautiful things like you said about us being home and being together as a family again Aside from just having a full fridge all the time. Although that does top the list, doesn't it? Um, but it's it's hard not having space to run. Uh, it's, it's difficult. I feel like that kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. And I don't need to harp on it. Because I think I, I even have some sort of blockage on talking about it, to be honest. It's really hard to to even go there on what it would be like because it's not like that and I can't even think like Europe besides the fact that didn't happen it wasn't gonna happen everyone's home from Europe now it's fine um but I'm antsy to to be with people my age my friends again and yeah I did I think the hardest part for me yeah what's the hardest part for you I think um as much as I I do love the fact that I have this opportunity to to be with my son and daughter at a time when I normally would get so little opportunity to spend quality lengthy amount of time with you I think the the most difficult thing it's just heartbreaking for me Mm. because I care so much about you and I and I truly believe that the best there's a reason why when you hit the age of 18 and you were able to go off to college and we, we afforded you that opportunity, there's a reason. There's a reason why we were um, so excited about you having a job for the summer in Chicago or that Zach had an opportunity to study in Israel this summer, which he now can't do. And that is crushing me. Because as much as I, I want you here, I want you to have the opportunities and the experiences that you're supposed to be having when you're at this age. And I, want, I don't want it to stunt your development or your growth because you're back in your high school bedroom. Yeah, that's a weird thing. It's trying to, and I actually think that, I don't know about Zach, but I feel like I've done a 
a good job of making sure and being super cognizant about not reverting to that mindset. Like I am a different person than I was four years ago. And that also means your relationships change in your family, which I guess brings it full circle as to why we're doing this, why we're talking, doing this podcast. Good point. Because it's kind of forced us to, to have to sort of change that response that we have for each other I mean I feel so grateful for the relationship that we have I know um but it's hard right now not being in our own worlds uh but yeah we did we did bring it full circle but I I have one more question so classic motherly uh answer to that question of it's heartbreaking for your kiddos is that the your number one like obviously you say that's your number one concern but what about you that's so that's great Becca that's so great (laughs) I love you (laughs) um yes of course for me like not being able to be with my friends and um you know again like going back to where I started which it was where I was right before this all happened dad and I were just reestablishing our life together not that we um didn't always have a life but you know life evolves and through different ages and phases it's almost like you're writing new chapters right and dad and I were just beginning the new chapter and getting in a groove of what that new chapter meant and it got cut short and you know we feel robbed in a way of that opportunity that we were really enjoying um, I mean I'm fortunate that my work has been really busy and that um, it comes with its challenges but I'm fortunate that I can work from home and that it's keeping me occupied in a positive way and I've been doing stuff that I feel really good about good so yeah pause there and uh, I want to say something positive that I've noticed in the past week. Mom and I decided that at the end of each podcast, we want to end on high note and sort of give each other a compliment or high five about uh, what something that we recognized that was positive or admired in the other person this past week. So I'm going to go jumping off her last point is that this week I really started to realize sort of thinking about my virtual job starting in the coming weeks how you I'm going to talk to you I don't know why I'm saying mom into the microphone (laughs) you are the only one that's online working the entire day I mean dad I know is still working and doing his stuff but his job has a very different format than yours does and it must be really hard sometimes to be the only one working. I mean, that's why people go to libraries to study or they study in group study spaces or you're in an office because you have that motivation around you and you're in your bedroom, not surrounded by people doing the same thing. So I recognize that in you this week and how impressive it is and how you just talked about it positively you were like I'm doing things I feel great about (laughs) I mean I feel like if it was me I'd be like I'm the only one working (laughs) well I think that you know I try and I try and be positive it makes me happy to find the good in things and find the good in people and that's not always the best way to be but it works for me yeah I mean I think in a situation like this you need to be pretty headstrong yeah 
Well, I want to give you a high five for exactly what you think you would be doing, and you're not. You are not complaining. You are not woes me. You are not acting like, you know, a super privileged bratty kid who just had her toy taken away. You are, you have accepted a lot of um, significant blows to your trajectory and your plans with complete positivity and grace. And I think that the ways in which you're choosing to spend your time right now is just incredible. You're doing things out of love for others. You're using your creative side. You are using your athletic side. You are engaging your brain in new ways. And it's really impressive. Thank you're, you. You have a lot of talent. And you could just be saying, woe's me, woe's me. But instead, you're exploring a whole host of new ways in which you can be amazing. Thank you. So I think... Kudos to you. Thanks. Yeah, it's difficult to know. It's nice to hear that because the whole time I've kind of been thinking it's okay that I'm not being super productive or the most creative or starting a new business venture or whatever it is. And it's easy to, with all this dead time, it's easy to contemplate whether what you're doing is productive or not, even... Um, even if it is, like you just said, it is, I am being productive. I am exercising and using my creative side, but it's, you're always second-guessing yourself. Always. I mean, that's what we do all the time. We always second-guess ourselves, and that's, that's hard. Well, second-guessing that, could be a whole episode. I, I do. I think inner critic, self-critic yeah. uh, is, a big, is a big topic that we definitely should delve into in a, one of our next episodes. Which we will. Which we will. And, <laughs> and uh, speaking of next episodes, I just want to highlight the fact that we've got some amazing mother-daughter combinations um, that we are going to bring onto the podcast to talk to us about a variety of issues, um, different ages, different stages of life, um, different relationships, different, different relationships and perspectives. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And this has been super fun way to drink my morning coffee. So fun. We should sit on the floor every time. Yeah. (laughs) With the sun coming in and the birds and the birds. I don't know if you guys can hear the birds, but they're chirping. Yeah. We have all these new bird feeders in our yard. We have like 15 bird feeders. <laughs> it's been very exciting. It's been very exciting. Yeah. So with that, I guess we will say until next time. Yeah. So next week we'll have a new episode. It will probably be more of um, a topic that we pick. Um, concentrated topic. The two of us, I don't think we'll have an interview next week, but hopefully in the coming weeks we will. And we're excited. Yeah, so that's a wrap. And that was fun. Our first first episode, did you have fun? I had the best time, and I hope that uh, anybody who tuned in to listen also had a great time. And I hope we put a smile on your face with one of the things that we said. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would make me feel so good if I know I touched one person. Me too. Okay. Okay, good. So thanks for tuning in on Dear Mom. Love, daughter. And we'll... See you guys next week.